guys, welcome back to Into the Light, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day for an interview. I've got Dawn Dines uh, coming straight from the UK into my recording studio here. Dawn Dines is Mrs. Proactive. Uh, she is a woman who has been out there campaigning and trying to make this world a little bit better, one speech, one project at a time, focusing on our youth and focusing on the the myriad of challenges that young people face nowadays at the time when they try to sort of spread their wings, go out there, leave a mug on life, only then to fall prey to societal chaos, things like like knife prime drink spiking all these kind of things so it is is actually quite hard to think oh what do i want to address first with this this beautiful beautiful guest well i've got dawn dines here and tonight we will focus on something nasty 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 which is drink spiking so dawn i'm so pleased to have you on my show thank you so much for coming on Thank you for inviting me on, Stephen. Oh. It's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be joining you this evening, and I like my introduction. Thank you very much, <laughs> Mrs. Proactive. And um, yeah, basically, I'm on a mission to go in and be proactive, obviously, and teach young people about safe sex, drugs and rock and roll. What everybody else likes to sweep under the carpet, I like to dish up on the table. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And one of the biggest issues that I've been trying to campaign for for years and years is drink spiking. It's a passion close to my heart that absolutely does my head in. And the more the more amount of people that tell me some of the horrific experiences that they've had, the more I'm on a mission to stamp it out. And this is a global problem. This is not just the UK. It's happening wherever anybody lives on this globe. And it is horrendous. And it's hard because the figures uh, can be quite tricky to come by because that is something that happens many people don't realise how much it happens. Nowadays, luckily, with the Me Too movement that started two, three years ago, uh, women are more outspoken and are coming out to actually say, hey, this has occurred to me. But this is nothing new. I mean, we too had a quick chat there. I remember we had in the, in the 80s, in Germany, there was a very renowned hotel and the bartender in the bar there and one of the, the hotel managers were playing together. And what they would do is they would spike the drinks of the guests in the bar and they would put a rohypnol, so a sedative, long acting in yeah. there, and they would put in a short acting amphetamine in there. So the people were, yeah, I love it. We're dancing, we're drinking. And gadunk. And then they brought them to their to their rooms. So obviously the guests had a little bit too much to drink. So we're going to look after them. And then their money was gone. And that was the 80s, big scandal there. And uh, I remember I was working in forensic medicine at that time. And my professor there came to me and said, you know what? We should get a few of your mates around and we'll just spike their drinks and actually see what happens and record, etc. And it was, and needless to say, this was a little bit, uh, even by the 80s, not very ethical. So that project never went ahead. But it just highlights that was the 80s. And that was, whilst it was a scandal, it was a scandal because 
of the name of the hotel and uh, stars that that hotel had. It was not a scandal because drinks were spiked because that shit has happened in the 70s with Roy Knoll as the classic date rape truck. Um, so this is just a little story, but we could count, we, we could uh, show countless stories out there. It is so prevalent. In actual well, fact- it's funny actually, Stephen, when you just went straight to the bit about females and said, you know, you just automatically, which a lot of people seem to do. And the most of the um, testimonials that we're actually getting in are from men. Uh-huh. Now, this is quite surprising to us as well as maybe you. But actually, last year in the UK, we had the most prolific rapist in the world who was an Asian gentleman living in Manchester and was taking men home. He was a predatory animal, basically. And he was, when people were walking home from the nightclub, he stopped them, said, do you want to come back to mine for a drink, a coffee? He already had all the drinks spiked and he raped. um, I think he got convicted of 136 accounts of rape. And some of these men still do not know from that day to this that they've been raped. And the only reason he got caught was because one of the the last gentlemen that he spiked um, actually came round during the sexual assault. Um, and beat him up and the police came and arrested him and then he was like no 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 this guy's just raped me so they went back to his flat they got all of his computers and then found all these other hundreds of sexual Uh rapes that the guy had done on Uh other males and this is like maybe some of those men well probably a lot of them i don't know um were probably straight Mm. And, and maybe they didn't want the embarrassment of saying that this had happened to them. You know, this is the most prolific rapist in the all around the globe. Mm. So it's horrific. It doesn't just happen to women. Mm. It happens to men. And also everybody always assumes it's alcohol. Everybody's like, oh, OK, you know. Um, it's not only alcoholic drinks that get spiked. Last year, we had a 13-year-old girl who had a Lucozade, a bottle of Lucozade. Like, I don't know if you have that in New Zealand, mm-hmm. but it's like an energy drink. Mm-hmm. And um, and this Lucozade, uh, yeah, and it killed her because it had so much MDMA in it. So Fuck. this is, yeah, it's horrific. So spiking drinks, it comes for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. The actual, the common, the commonest form of spiking is actually extra alcohol. And it's probably done not for harm. Um, It could be to lower the inhibitions. But, you know, if somebody does spike your drink, you might have to drive later. You might have to get drug tested at work. You could lose your job. You might be on medication. They could be pregnant. (laughs) There's just so many reasons that this is so unacceptable. And the date rape drugs aren't just used for rape. They're obviously what you were talking about earlier, robbery. Mm. So... That's another massive, you know, reason why that people are going around and spiking drinks. Don, let me interrupt you for a bit, because I think what we need to also acknowledge is that we are talking about the UK. The UK is a, 
as a country that has quite a seedy underbelly. Um, and if we were to look at your yearly crime statistics and the yearly kind of behavioral statistics, we know that roughly 10% of the 18 to 24-year-olds 24 have in the last year used class A drugs. So we are talking not a bit of about a joint here. We are talking about cocaine, pee, heroin, uh, those kind of things. So that's ten percent have had a go at that in the last uh, in the last year. So I think, and I remember well. I've worked in in Plymouth, and at, at one stage we had we used heroin, diacetylmorphine, in theatre yeah. for spinal anesthetics, and we had trouble getting that. Yet, there was a special going behind the hospital, five quid for a shot of heroin. Um, and that is the reality. There's more probably on the, on the black market in the UK than there is actually in the hospital. So I think that is um, what we can say for sure is drink spiking is happening all over the world in every single country, regardless of its it status, etc. So that's really important to say. But I... I wonder well, how recreational much they... drug users, there are, of course, they're recreational drug users. Mm. But even if you are a recreational drug user, you still do not deserve to have your drink spiked by oh, somebody shit, else. No, absolutely. It's... Please, please. That's, that's, yeah. that's not what I'm in, uh, indicating. No, I'm, no, no, I'm no, saying no. how easy it is in the UK to get your hands onto trucks. It's how oh easy God, it is. It's easy anywhere in the world. Anywhere. It's not just the UK, mm. you know, this okay. is... That's interesting. So you're actually thinking now nah, this is the United States, this is France, Germany, New Zealand, um, same of story. Course. Mm. Global. It's a global issue. Mm. And, you know, I know that there's been some horrendous drink spiking incidents. I've been contacted recently on the lovely LinkedIn, which I'd like to say that it's <laughs> it's such a good platform because obviously this is, you know, where you get to meet lots of people from around the globe. And I've been contacted by a lady recently in Australia and her daughter got a drink spiked and she was at a, a bar um, in Melbourne. And um, basically these seven guys came around her and her friend and they were drinking. And the next thing they said, right, come on then. So they were supposed to be going, they thought they were going to the house party with them. <sighs> anyway, they were like, no, 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 we're going into town. So this lady's daughter got into a taxi, got into town. And then within like 10 minutes, her legs had gone, you know, her bowels had gone. She was disorientated. She didn't know what was going on. Um, they Luckily, she was with a good friend. So the friend rung her mum and her mum come to pick her up and she's pieced together the timing so that she wasn't left alone, so she wasn't sexually assaulted. But if she'd gone to that house party, then, you know, and this lady, is she's on a mission like me. She's like... Yeah, so um, I'm going to be joining forces with her to try and combat this problem in Australia because this is just disgusting. It really is. And, you know, in the UK, it holds a sentence now of 10 years, which... Brilliant. What, Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm hoping that, you know, that the UK are going to be leading the way for the rest of the world because this is absolutely horrific. This cannot go on. Oh, brilliant. So the act of drink spiking... If that is confirmed that you have done that, that is a sentence up to 10 years. Yeah. 
And if you yes. get caught for another crime on top of that, that obviously probably will be added on to that sentence. Yes. So. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And that is so wonderful because many women that have opened up either on my show or to me uh, were saying, no, no one believes me. Uh, no one yep. gives a damn. Um, and it, this is, there's often a very negative feeling towards the processes that ultimately lead to conviction um, of the rapist or spikist. Is there a word, spikist? How do you call them? Bastards? Spiker. Spiker. Yeah. A spiker for yeah. us is a, no in New Zealand. A spiker is a is a one year old deer that people shoot. We we think no, that doesn't work for us. Um, well, I don't know. Bastard. Let's go with bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what the the thing is as well is that which is the thing that we want to be educating on yeah. at stop tops. So you know, Rahipnol and GHB goes out of your system within 24 hours. So mm. if you get spiked and you get raped mm. and you don't go and get medically mm. yeah. examined, within 24 hours, that drug is out your system. So it's going to make it so much harder for a conviction. And here in the UK, the, the recent um, conviction of Wade Allison is down in this area um, in Devon. And um, he raped and spiked five women and the first four women never came forward. And we're like, why didn't they come forward? Now he was abusing his power, his position um, for his own power and, you know, sexual gratification, whatever. Um, he's just been jailed now for 24 years. Now, even a killer doesn't get that much jail time. So it's looking like the, the British judicial system is really looking down hard now on this, which is brilliant news because once things like this get out, then people ho hopefully are going to be thinking twice of ever doing this sort of action. So we've got these little stop tops, which are like really cheap bits of foil, basically. And you can rip that off and stick it on a glass, ha, on a can, ha, ha, on a ha. bottle. And if anybody tampers with it, you'll know that your drink's been touched. So it's just a simple little cheap thing. And do you know what? Over your neck of the woods, it's better to actually keep insects out of your drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was the origin of tapas. If you go to Spain, tapas is exactly uh, tapas in Spain is called lit. And yeah. what they figured out, the bar owners, is that uh, if you make some really nice little pieces of bread, put some spicy and salty things on there, then and give that for free to the people, then the patrons drink more. So tapas lit. There you go. So education for free, not just from you, but well. Mine is culinary. Yours is life-saving. Now, I like that uh, that lit that you guys created. And indeed, over here, we have got three young women up in Auckland who have developed a straw. That yeah. straw changes color. Um, so you can I want you to get me in contact with those ladies. 
That's right. There's the moment we decided tonight that we want to talk about spink, uh, drink spiking. Uh, I already made that mental note. I need to find these girls and they yeah. will be A, connected with you, B, coming onto my show. This is, we need to chat. We need to have a really good talk about that because the more we can bring that message out there, the more we can empower young women to A, think about it and B, prevent it and C, do something about it and to understand that uh, if they have been victims or they think they could have been victims because they just can't piece things together and etc then yeah. that will hopefully allow them give them the power to come forward and seek help definitely and that's so important what it, nothing in this world is so bad that you can't talk about it that's no. that's oh that's and that's Do you know not, what my for any young people out there, or not just young people, for anybody who, who is going out on a night out, this can happen to anybody. We've just got some simple little tips that I'd like to share with your listeners tonight. Is obviously never leave your drink unattended. Keep an eye on your friends' drinks. Do you know what I mean? Even strangers you don't know. If you see somebody messing with someone's drink, bloody step in there. Tell the bar staff. Make sure that people are aware that somebody's doing this. Don't accept a drink from somebody you don't know unless you're at the bar and you watch the bartender pour it and give it to you. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, stick to bottled drinks and avoid when you go to house parties. This is the another really dangerous time when they got a punch bowl. Just don't drink out of the punch bowl. I mean, years ago when I was growing up, it would be extra alcohol. Now it could be anything in it. Mm. Um, if you think your drink's been tampered with, obviously don't drink it. Tell a trusted friend as soon as possible so they can keep you safe, look after your well-being. Um, and if you're traveling abroad, make sure, you know, part of the reason why I set this up is back in 1989, back in the day when I was 20 and I was over in Australia, I was that backpacker going around the world. I was in New Zealand. I went to down to the North and the South Island. I didn't do the bungee jump. I was too scared. I didn't like white water rafting either. But anyway, I left New Zealand, went to Australia and had my 21st birthday in Surfers Paradise. And I love surfers. I, I was supposed to stay there for two weeks. I was there for like seven months or something. It was amazing. So for a girl on her 21st birthday, it was brilliant. So I was working there in the Dolphin Arcade and this guy kept coming around and trying to take me out for dinner. And he was like, can I take you out for dinner? And I said, look, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm a backpacker. You know, I, I can't afford to go to restaurants and stuff like that. And he was like, no, no, no. I just want to take you for dinner. And I was like, no, thank you anyway. And I've got a boyfriend in England and stuff. And he was like, oh, just let me take you out. And I said, look, no funny business, you know what I mean? And he was like, no, I just want to take you out. Anyway, I was like, after a few months of this guy sort of pestering, I thought, right, let's go out for a meal with him. So anyway, we went out to the restaurant and we got to the restaurant and I ordered a drink and I went to use the bathroom and I'd forgotten my handbag. So I came back to the table and this guy had his hand like near my drink and he just like moved away and he looked... He looked like bloody guilty, like he'd been caught in the act of doing something. And do you know what? All the hairs on the back of my neck went up and I thought, shit, 
Anyway, I've gone to the toilet and I'm in the bathroom and there's this small little window and I thought, oh my God, because I had to walk past him to get out the restaurant. So I squeezed out this little window and I bolted it. I was gone. I was like, because I, I could just sense something had happened, right? So anyway, that was me, gone. And the window was honestly, you could hardly squeeze out this bloody thing. <laughs> I got out of it. And I'd randomly like, anyway, do you know what? I reckon that bastard must have done something to my drink because he never came back to say, where did you go? Why did you leave? Of course. So because I was astute and and felt that that thing, I could have gone back and knocked the drink over and said, oh, you know, silly me or something. But something in me just went dawn bolt it and i did and you know i'll never know from that day to this but just his reaction from never coming to see me again mm. after bugging me for months you know what i mean and i was like mm. rightio so who knows but yeah that i i Dawn, you that. were you were a very 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 lucky girl and god how much do i love gut instinct and if God. only people could listen more to it. Um, oh, so, all yeah, day long. Exactly. Exactly right. All That's so, day long. But then again, of course, when you go out, you are in, in a mood that you want to have fun. You're, you're, you're young. You don't necessarily think about the negative things. You're throwing no. yourself into life. You want to be the center of attention. You want to be the center of the party. And which means that you don't cover your back. And that is the, the, the dangerous thing. It is. I, I was lucky because I was always the guy who watched my back and I ended up watching the backs of others. So I, Luckily, I've never been around when drink spiking was something in my immediate vicinity. But no right. doubt, no doubt, if I could wind back time and put a camera somewhere, I would probably witness in that evening when I had a good time, there would someone in that bar spike the drink of someone else. That's yeah, probably yeah. quite a realistic kind of thing. It is. So you were saying, okay, how to prevent it. How would you recognize it? Well, uh, good question. There are quite a few signs that you will get if you have had your drink spiked. Um, lowered inhibitions, obviously, is what the, the, the is what's eventually going to happen with lo total loss of memory. Mm. So you'll have no idea of what's happened to you, which is the most horrific mm. part of drink spiking. Mm. Let but me stop you there you because, because let me stop you there because that's so important. The lower uh, the lowering of inhibition because there are enough uh, films out there, CCTV footage where yeah. women came out of the the restaurant, out of the bar, going for the crotch of the two guys yeah and you think oh my god what the hell and these are girls who afterwards could not remember anything but it was the ghb it was the the disinhibition it was the the kind of wow a girl came out that should have only come out in private with a trusted man but there she came out because she had no idea and yeah. these kind of things so that is a really really important bit 
It is. Uh, so lowered inhibitions. You'll have difficulty constant. So if you're in a bar and you think that something and you start feeling this, you need to act on this like pronto. So you'll have difficulty concentrating and probably speaking. You'll have loss of balance and you'll find it hard to move. Visual problems, so particularly really blurred vision. And then the memory loss will hit in amnesia, blackouts. You'll feel confused, disorientated, um, particularly once you've woken up, if you've been asleep. There'll be lots of paranoia. You could have some sort of hallucinations, a bit of like a people have explained it as an out of body experience. And you can nausea, vomiting, um, unconsciousness, and you'll probably wet yourself as well. So all of these, you know, if you start feeling any of these sort of feelings, then you get to a trusted friend or you get to the bar staff as soon as possible. Because if not, the amount of girls or men that can be easily taken from a venue because you're compliant, you're not going to fight, you're off your head. You're just, you're compliant and you'll leave and people will think, the security staff, the mm. bar staff, they'll think, oh, she's just pissed, she had too much to drink. Mm. Off they go. So, you know, this is why it's so majorly important. It's mm. really like silly little things. Like if you're going out and you're a bit worried about someone who you're out with, take some photos, send it to your mates mm. <laughs> and make sure they know. Oh, you know, just, just simple little things that you can do just to help yourself. And, Obviously, just try and protect your drink as much as possible. Those little little foils, they cost tuppence. Do you know what I mean? You can have them in your back pocket. Mm. You can protect yourself from an opportunist being easily able to slip something into your drink. And the more awareness that we make of this issue, mm. the more that people are going to be aware, the more that if I'm in a bar and I've seen some girl go to the toilet and I've seen some bloke going over like fiddling around with her drink and I'm just sat there looking... I'll be like, hold on a minute. What are you doing? What I need, Stefan, is I need foot soldiers. I need <laughs> foot soldiers on the ground helping me looking out to stop these filthy, bloody people from doing this horrific crime. That's what I need. And the only way we can get them is by actually spreading the word, raising awareness, yeah. being out there, going to the schools. In actual fact, you have got a backstory there because you were well ahead of your time once upon a time. I only want to say Dragon's Den, isn't it? You were yes. actually trying to get funding for projects like that way ahead. When was that? Oh, my God, this has got to be about eight, ten years ago, I reckon. Beautiful. It's got to be something like that. So Dragon's Den is basically... Yeah, that's right. Just explain the, the principle of Dragon's Den. Okay, Dragon's Den is... I'd never bloody watched the show before I went on it. A friend of mine, like, put me forward for it. Anyway, Dragon's Den is like a group of people who stick a load of money on a table, and it's a TV show, and you go on and you say your idea to them. So you go on and you say, like, you know, I've got this idea. Now, I had a few ideas. I'm a bit like, and I went on with a few ideas, sort of. I think I should have gone on basically with one. <laughs> and that I'm, I might have been a bit more, you know. But anyhow, I went, I went on the show. And at the end of it, they basically said that they didn't think that drink spiking was an issue. And that... Um, 
Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I couldn't really believe that they didn't think it was an issue. But one of them, there was one handsome one that used to sit on the right. Um, I always forget his bloody name. Uh Anyway, the tall guy, um, yeah. I'll get his name in a minute. Yeah. But um, he said to me, Dawn, what you want to do is you want to, I think he could he could see what I was trying to do. Yeah. And he said to me, you need to be, this is not so much a business model. This is like a social enterprise. You're about social aims and values. So you should be setting up like a not-for-profit organization mm. so that the money that you make goes back into educating, teaching, you know, getting products out and, mm. and getting posters, campaigns and stuff like that. So that's what I've done. Hence why I've set up Safe Original Style, which is Stop Tops. And so we've got stop tops. And also then we want to do education. I want to be educating security staff what to look for. I want to be making training videos. I, I recently went for my publican's license so that I could run a pub if I wanted to. I don't actually have any intention of running a pub. I think that's a really hard job. <laughs> but why I did do that and get that um, my, my publican's license is because I wanted to find out in that exam when you're training to be able to run a public house where people go in to drink, what was there in place um, about drink spiking? Mm. What was there in that exam? What what was there for you to teach your staff? Mm. You know, and nothing, not <laughs> one thing in that exam was talking about security staff, was talking about your bar staff. And most bloody importantly is the bar staff should be clued up enough to know that extra alcohol in somebody's drink is a form of drink spiking. Mm. So if I go out for a drink, just say you and me went out together and every time I went to the loo, you went, stick a double in that, mm. trying to get me pissed, mm. then surely the bar staff, they're sober, they're watching, you're watching all day long what goes on beyond that bar. I want bar staff to be clued up enough to go, mm. oh, there's a doubly put in there for you, love. You don't have to make an issue. You don't have to make it funny. You can easily, mm. you know, inform people of what's going on. Yeah, so recently I went for my publican's license. So basically that's, uh, I can actually run my own pub. Um, not that I'm planning to do that whatsoever, because that's not in my um, in my uh, plan for my life. But the reason reasons why um, I went for this is because I wanted to find out what entails you passing this exam to be able to get your license. So I went for this license and I studied for a while and I went in and we had the questions and everything. And there wasn't one question that mentioned anything about drink spiking or about educating your bar staff or your security staff on what to look for if somebody's had their drink spiked. So I was really shocked at this and I was like, well, how come? There is no question, you know, asked about this in this exam. So I will be going and asking these questions. But I mean, obviously, as soon as I passed my publican's license, um, we had a we had this little thing called COVID. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> it's a minor detail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, nothing more sobering than everyone in the world thinking we're all going to die at the same mm. time. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, so unfortunately, also, are, you are very wrong there. There's nothing sobering about that. What people do is they drink more, do it at home. It gets all out of control. Domestic violence is ripe. Um, oh, there is nothing horrendous. sobering about that. So, okay, yeah. bad choice That's of That's very true. <laughs> do you know what? The minute this happened, I sat here and I thought, oh, my God, those mm. poor women who've been exactly. getting abused. Exactly. Those poor women who are getting raped and now they've got no solace. They've got nowhere to run, exactly. nowhere to hide. Exactly right. And the kids getting abused. Oh, yeah. yeah. So don't get me started on that. No, that's, that's a completely thing. different show, isn't it? You know, but you're oh. so right. It's so right. We all see the signs and the warning signs. And yeah. Um, but let's go back to the drink spiking. It is you were making so many good points. I mean, the from a doctor's point of view, I want to say that we want to somehow come up with a nice list of symptoms and some people might be tempted to say oh yeah drink spiking so that's ghb so therefore or roibnol or whatever drug it is they look up the drug look up the side effects clear that's what we need to look out for the reality is people put all kind of shit into drinks all kind of shit that they think is GHB. In reality, it's freaking rat poison and some talcum powder and whatever else. There was a while ago, again, around about 90s, 2000s, um, an English research group went out on a Saturday night and bought ecstasy in the rave clubs and the nightclubs. And they bought 24 tablets in different places and then analyzed them. And I think four of them had actually some ecstasy in there of varying amounts. Others yeah. had ketamine in there in quite hefty doses, all kind of other drugs, some of them actually quite nasty. So you have no idea what you get out there. So therefore, no. the person who will spike your drink with something has no idea what he's putting into the drink. So therefore, yeah. it's very, very hard to actually say, well, actually, I didn't feel that disinhibition, but I went straight from there to there. So what was that? Uh, you know, it's kind of stuff like that. We don't know. So there is no hard and fast rule how someone whose drink has been spiked is truly behaving. We had yeah. here in Auckland, we had uh, a, a young man who passed away, unfortunately. And what he was given was something that he thought is cool. Uh, it will make me feel cool. What he was given was a tablet that lowers blood sugar. And he ended up actually with catastrophically low blood sugars and he seized and had seizures from that and he basically died because of that. So that was an example where recreational drug use went absolutely catastrophically wrong. 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 But the same thing will happen with anyone who's spiking drinks. They are not chemists, pharmacists, etc. They don't know what they are using. So therefore, if you feel in any way, shape, or color not right, then this needs to be a warning sign. Yeah, okay? definitely. So be very, very clear. The other thing I want to say is the time frame. You were saying it pronto, and I want to put some minutes onto that because a tablet typically takes, give or take, 20 minutes at least to get into the system. And then it depends upon if you had the quadruple cheese pizza, then you have got a bit more room. Or if you had nothing, 
because you wanted to get as much bang for the buck um, yeah. and feel the alcohol, then it will be much quicker. So the time frame from the from the ingestion, from getting it into your system to the first yeah. symptom will be give or take probably, depending on the drug and depending on its form, might be five minutes, 30 minutes, something around that. Um, yeah. But then thereafter, you have got a very fast, slippery slope where you might talk minutes, uh, even one, two minutes before the drug really hits you. So yeah. therefore, you have enough time to ring the police. 911, 111, or whatever it is, if you don't yeah. have a mate around, take the action there. Your young people out there don't think, oh my God, what will my mum think um, now that yeah, I'm exactly. in the spa here? Oh my God, I better wait what it is. Maybe I'm just having a little cold. My ass, call help, be proactive, show that you're a real girl, show that you're a real young man, take action. No one, no one, no parent in this world will get upset that you made that phone call, okay? There is no, go out there, speak out, speak out, seek help. And if it turns out that it was, it was you actually just had too much to drink, okay, that, that, that's it. But you did the right thing. You did absolutely yeah. the right thing. <clears throat> Definitely. When I teach in the schools with the young people, this is what... After going on the Dragon's Den all those years ago, I thought, do you know what? I went round to nightclubs and I gave out these lids. I had these plastic lids. I came to Australia and I gave them out. I, I, I went around trying to tell people that this was happening and no one was really listening. And I was like, look, for Christ's sake. And I had girls come up to me when I was giving this stuff away. I, I made some money, so I just paid and just gave it away because I just wanted to protect people and I wanted to prove a bloody point really that this is happening so I gave this these lids to these girls in a nightclub and one of them burst into tears in the toilets and she was like and she cried and cried and said that she'd been raped and nobody believed her and that it'd been blamed on drink spike uh, uh, on a, her having too much to drink and she was like I didn't I didn't and no one believed her and she was like thank you and she's holding me she's like you believe me thank you and for those little nuggets exactly. that's why that's why i do what i do and whilst we said earlier that there are many reasons why drinks get spiked the sexual violence and the rape still is huge out there and the implications from that from shame guilt PTSD, to sexual diseases, to, um, to pain due to violence down there, uh, chronic pain. Uh, there's so, so many flow-on effects from that one night that it is that we need to do absolutely everything to educate everyone out there and try to prevent it as much as we can. Um, Definitely. I, and thank I, you so much for putting me on tonight so that I could share the information that I have so that we can help, you know, people who are listening in New Zealand, people who are listening in the UK, people anywhere around this globe. Please be warned. This is happening. It's happening in your town. It's happening in your city. 
look out for your fellow residents, your local communities, and help me become one of my foot soldiers. Stamp on the ground with me and help me stamp out bloody drink spiking for good. Yes, yes. <laughs> to that I drink my coffee. Um, <laughs> or in your case, there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine for crying out loud as part of your lifestyle. But just be out, be careful out there because there's so many, so many bastards out there. And I'll cheers just, to that. Exactly, exactly right. Don, um, this tell us again your handles, uh, how people can reach you, how people can support you, how people can become your foot soldiers. Right, how they can become our foot soldiers, check us out at stoptops.com. We've got all the information in there. If anybody, like, you know, um, feels like they've been spiked, if, if they need information, if they want to know about the drugs, if they want to know what to do, if they want some stop tops to help protect them, if they're a venue who's, like, looking after their corporate social responsibility and they want to get them in their bars to protect their, their patrons, then, yeah, get in contact, stoptops.com. And that's with a double P on the end. So it's stoptops, double P, dot com. And um, we're there to answer any questions. We're there to help out as much as we can. And we want to, the more that we can educate people on this issue and protect them, the more people are going to know about it, the more it's going to make it more difficult for those horrible little deviants that are doing this crime so that we can... You know, we're hoping drink spiking is going to be a thing of the past one day. And we're on a mission to, to make it go that way. It's beautiful. And I'm honoured to have met you. I'm, I, you're a force of nature who is hopefully unstoppable for many, many years to come. Because unfortunately, as our children become young grown-ups which sometimes happens when they are 13 or 14 for crying out loud. They think they know it all and they don't. And do they listen to their parents? My ass. Uh, no. So therefore, we need people like you who are out there who educate them, who tell the boys and the girls what to look out for. And uh, for that, I'm saying thank you to you and to all your team um, who are doing such a fantastic job. So I will say, indeed. Guys, if you're interested down there, look into the description of the podcast and of the YouTube video because it's uh, Dawn's details are in there, her handles, how you can get hold of her. Whilst you're down there, press the subscribe button so that you don't miss any other cool videos that I'm producing. And ultimately, live your life to the fullest, stay strong. And if you're a parent, maybe use that now, that, that seed that I planted in your head to maybe become your own little force of nature, to talk to your children. They might roll their eyes and say, uh, what mom is saying, uh, uh, don't worry about it. You've planted that seed. And down the line, you might have just actually done the most important thing for your daughter, for your son, that you have ever done in your life as a parent. So it is, have that difficult discussion. Talk about sexual violence. Talk about uh, all those things around it. And it's important that we do. Because once we bring it out of the shadows, 
we can do something about it. Whilst it is in the shadows, whilst it is a taboo, that is where the nasty things happen. That's where then the trauma happens and all the flow on effects. Now, let's deal with the shit, take it head on and prevent it, turn it around. We can do better as a society and don't wait for someone else to do that. Why not you? Go out there right now. Have to chat in your family. Have to chat with a with a friend over a party in in, in, in a I don't know dinner party or so. You know it is. Uh, go out there. Spread the news. Spread the word. Take action, and know that you're doing exactly the right thing. So, Don, Mrs. Proactive, I'm so pleased to have had you on my show. <laughs> Thank you so much again. And to you out there, look after yourself. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Stephen. Dream on.